eco-friendly living. For a lot of people out there, it can seem like a daunting task, one with so many options and paths that you actually end up feeling overwhelmed and confused rather than inspired and ready to take action. It's hard enough living life today without adding another thing to your plate. That's why I'm here to help. I'm here to pull you out of the societal norms of materialism and overconsumption. I talk about sustainable living, but also things like motherhood, mindfulness, and intentional living. Things that overall help you live a happier, simpler, more eco-friendly life by making small changes in your habits, your mindset, and your home. This is Kayla Rogers, and you are listening to the Unrooted Mama Podcast. Hey guys, so I have a very fun episode for you guys planned today. Um, As you know, if you're not new to this podcast, you know that I am obsessed with thrifting and buying things secondhand. Probably about 95% of my house is secondhand, whether I got it at a thrift store or Facebook Marketplace. Um, I have a few pieces that were like hand-me-downs for family, but all in all, I'm just a sucker for getting things secondhand. Growing up, my mom was extremely thrifty. We were very frequent shoppers at Goodwill and at the different thrift stores like that and yard sales, garage sales. We loved hitting them up on the weekend. So all in all, I grew up very thrifty and it's carried over very well into adulthood. Thankfully, it meshes very well with this eco-friendly living that's been a huge passion and priority of mine for the past few years. Um, So it's kind of just went hand in hand with that. So if you're someone that wants to lower your environmental impact and you don't really buy secondhand right now, um, it's a very great step to take towards helping the environment. I have several episodes on this already. If you listen to episode six, I tell you all of the reasons that buying secondhand and shopping at thrift stores can help lower your environmental impact and why it is good for the environment to shop secondhand. But to the baseline of this episode, today I'm going to be talking about something that is a method of shopping secondhand that for some reason my parents and their generation know a lot about, like my grandparents love going, my parents love going. However, I have never heard about people my age, which I'm 27, so I haven't heard like people within my social spheres ever talking about estate sales. Now, you've probably heard of them. It's pretty much when someone has to sell like everything in their house. It typically, as sad as this is, it's usually when elderly people get put in nursing homes and their family is left to deal with the rest of their belongings or maybe someone passes away and their loved ones don't know what to do with um, whatever items they don't want to keep from that person's house. So there are companies that will put on sales and kind of like price everything and pretty much everything in the house is up for grabs. So it's kind of like a yard sale on steroids because it's the entire house. And I know this might seem very weird to some people. If it's not your cup of tea, that's totally cool. However, it's such a great way to find secondhand items. So in today's episode, I just wanted to have a little, I I wanted to give you guys the rundown on estate sales. I was like, you know what? I never hear people talking about this. And I just had an amazing estate sale haul where I found a bunch of really cute stuff. Like whoever this lady was that lived in the house, she loved the cottage core mushroom garden fairy aesthetic, which that's like my life right now. And so I got, I got so many things at the estate sale and it was like $41. And I know all of that stuff easily would have been like 
60, 70 bucks at Goodwill. And I ended up posting it on my Instagram, which if you're not following me yet, my username is pretty much the same as the podcast. It's just unrooted mama. And uh, several people like replied to my story and were like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that this was a thing, you know? And so I thought I would just come on the podcast and kind of tell you guys about estate sales in case any of you are interested in giving it a try. And I highly recommend doing so. Not only can you find amazing pieces, but things like clothes and accessories and purses and hats are just super cheap. Like I don't think I've ever been to an estate sale where the clothes aren't typically one to $2 a piece, unless it's like a very specific like gown or a ball gown or a very like upscale vintage piece, you know, typically the clothes are super cheap. And I mean, most of the stuff in estate sales are cheap unless it's just a company that prices things high or like they know what they have in terms of the demand of those products right now. So starting from the beginning, how to find estate sales in your area. There's actually a website that updates very frequently called estatesales.net and all companies and I think even private parties have access to advertise their estate sales on it. So if you just go to like just type in estatesales.net, you can put in your zip code and it will pop up all of the estate sales within like I think you can choose the radius minus set for a 50 mile radius for the upcoming week. And it'll even show you ones that are happening next week or the week after sometimes. Um, But if you go to estatesales.net, put in your zip code, you can find estate sales in your area. Usually estate sales are Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sometimes they're Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or even just like Saturday and Sunday, but typically it goes during a weekend. And the really cool thing about estate sales is the last day, everything is discounted typically. So in my experience, um, sometimes if it's a three-day estate sale, the second day things will be like 25 or 50% off. And then the last day things will be 50% or 75% off. So I definitely recommend if you look on estatesales.net, they have pictures. You can literally scroll through all of the pictures to see what is in each estate sale and if it would be worth it for you to stop at it or not. And this is really cool because a lot of them have awesome vintage pieces or mid-century pieces or really cool art, you know, so depending on what your personal style is and what you style your home in, chances are you can find an estate sale locally that aligns very well with the decor that you were trying to buy. So again, go on estatesales.net, look up good ones in your area. Now, say you have found the estate sale, you know what, which one you're going to, like what day you're going to go. My suggestion, especially if you're trying to go on day one, which I, if there's anything very specific, like if you're into mid-century furniture and there's a really cute dresser set that catches your eye or a really, really cute rug that matches perfectly with your decor, like something big and specific like that, I highly suggest trying to go as early as possible or as close to opening as possible because depending on where you live, it could be extremely competitive. I first got into estate sale shopping when I lived with my parents for a few months and they they currently live in Midland, Michigan 
which is very, it's like an area that's huge on mid-century everything. They have amazing mid-century houses all over the place. So often there are a lot of people that come in trying to snag good mid-century modern furniture pieces at the estate sales. And people will be like lined up at the out the door an hour before the estate sale even opens. And I went to one estate sale in North Carolina where it was the same thing. There wasn't even like good MCM pieces. There was just a line of like 20 people out the door waiting for their turn to get inside. So just be forewarned, like it's not as lighthearted and airy all the time as walking into a thrift or antique store. Like sometimes it can get kind of competitive. However, if you're looking for very specific pieces, it's 100% worth it to fight the madness in my opinion. But yeah, so now getting in, like, so you found the estate sale, you know how competitive it is. Now, when it comes to actually shopping the estate sales, it can be a little bit intimidating, especially if you're someone like me. Like, I need to go in with a plan. I don't go to a sit-down restaurant without extensively studying the menu first, knowing exactly what I am ordering down to, like, the side items and the drink. Um, And so, of course, like, when it comes to estate sales, if, like... If my parents did not get me into estate sale shopping, I never would have had the guts to go because it's a very intimidating process from the outside. Again, at least if you're someone like me, if you're someone that is neurotypical, it could seem super easy breezy to you. That's amazing. Um, But pretty much the process is you park your car outside and it's someone's house. Like they don't take all of the items to a warehouse or something like it's just someone's house. So you park outside, typically on the street, and you walk usually into like their front or their side door. Typically there are signs pointing you in the right direction and it'll say open, come on inside. Um, so, you know, you'll, once you get up to the house, you, it should be pretty clear on where to enter, but you literally just walk into the house and you start looking around. If there are a lot of things that you find and that you want to grab, a lot of times they'll have one or two tables where you can kind of make a pile for your things. And sometimes if it's a really busy estate sale, they'll even have little tickets. So as you find items, you're supposed to have an ongoing ticket and you can like ask somebody to write the item on your ticket and then you can take the ticket with you and if you find something else you have to ask one of the workers to add that item to your ticket if that makes sense. Now this isn't an all-the-time thing. Um, I think I've only been to one estate sale where they made me have an ongoing ticket but that is something to be aware of because some of them if they're really busy when you get to the end and you try to check out they'll be like where's your ticket and if you don't have one it's just a cluster mess. So yeah, but you just walk around, you browse. Um, There will be some areas that are marked off. Typically they'll put like an X in tape, like on the door or in certain cabinets, but you can look around the kitchen and the bedrooms and usually the bathrooms. Um, If they have a garage or a basement, usually there's stuff stashed in there too. So you literally just walk around the person's house and look at everything. Now, this is where the cool part comes into play, especially if you have just moved into a house or if there are a lot of things that you need for a house in terms of like decor, or maybe you don't have any Christmas stuff and you wanna buy a Christmas tree and ornaments and decorations, like seasonal things. That's why estate sales are so amazing because they have all of those things and typically it's dirt cheap. So it doesn't really matter what you are looking for um, because, again, these are typically 
every single item that was in someone's house. So they have kitchen supplies, pots, pans, kitchen appliances, um, like bathroom stuff, humidifiers, beauty products, clothes, shoes, bags, book bags, suitcases, like literally anything that you can imagine, you will see it in the estate sale. This is especially good if you're trying to live more eco-friendly. Like one of my favorite things to look at estate sales for, besides again, that seasonal stuff, because I hate every time a holiday happens and I pull my Christmas stuff out and I realize that I don't have enough or I don't have like the color scheme that I want this year or something. I'm like, oh, I really don't want to have to like partake in this mass consumption of holiday goods and like go to Target and be a part of that you know, huge mess of chaos. So like, it's really cool to be able to go to an estate sale throughout the year and kind of grab these items that I know I'm going to want in the future. Another really good like aspect of that is buying things like wrapping paper, um, like, like gift bags, tissue paper. Sometimes they'll have entire hordes of like really cool, unique cards that are blank so you can use them as like birthday cards and things like that um but all in all like it's a really really affordable and amazing way to get all of that sort of stuff like if you walk into target for even literally just something as simple as a birthday card it's like five dollars but if you go to an estate sale even better if you go to an estate sale on the last day which is usually 50 percent off there will be a card marked like 50 cents and so you get it for literally a quarter. And I don't that's just crazy to me like thinking about and I know that's how anything is. Like obviously when you shop secondhand, typically it is just more affordable. However, estate sales take the affordable prices of thrift stores and just completely blow it out of the water. At least in my experience, you might live somewhere where it's a very competitive market for estate sales and things are priced kind of high to meet up with the local demand, you know, but in my personal experience, again, um, estate sales are usually extremely affordable, but yeah, just walk around, um, and look through everything pretty thoroughly one huge tip this is like the biggest rule of estate sailing that I actually broke this past weekend that I went if there is anything that you want specifically so if you go to estatesales.net you look through all of the pictures and you're like oh my gosh this lamp this piece of art this single piece of pottery, whatever it may be, if there's something that catches your eye that you really, really want, go and grab that first, period. Never deviate from this rule. This has happened to me so many times. This past weekend, there was a really, really cute mid-century lamp that I was like, you know, my mom loves pottery and mid-century stuff. I showed her the picture. She was like, oh my gosh, get that lamp. So I walk in, the lamp was like 20 bucks. I was like, it's half off day. That means this lamp is $10. Hell yeah, you know. And then I walked into the bedroom and no lie, guys, when I came out like three minutes later, the lamp had a sold sign on it. I was so sad. And this happened at the very first estate sale that I went to with my husband. The only reason we went to that estate sale is because they had a vintage video gaming system. I think it was, I don't even know, maybe like the NES or something. And we went into the room and it was like $80. And we currently were holding our two kids at the time. And my husband was like, you know what? We'll come back to this room. Like, let's go look at the other two bedrooms. And then we'll come back and grab this on the way down the stairs. So we don't have to carry it all the way down there. Nah, 
five minutes, we came back in that room and somebody else was carrying it around the room. So the golden rule of estate sales is if there is something specific that you want, I don't care if your hands are full, I don't care if it's heavy, go and grab it. You can you know, put it on the table to pay for it later. You can ask someone that works there. If you can put it in a special corner and notate that you are 100% buying it, but do not walk out of the room without somehow claiming that thing as yours because, you know, for some reason the estate sale gods, they see that. They see you walk away and they're like, I'm about to teach you a lesson. And it's happened to me more times than I can count. So that is the number one rule of estate sales. Besides that, another tip that I have for you guys, and this is kind of similar to the tip I talk about when I've talked about thrifting before on the podcast too, and that's before you go to an estate sale, make a list of the things that you want for your house. So if you've been looking for a new shower curtain and some wooden kitchen utensils and maybe some cute serving trays or plates or um, like a cute vintage throw blanket, something like that. Like if you have specific things that you wanted to grab at Target, but you're like, no, I would rather buy it secondhand or, you know, whatever the case may be, have a list going on your phone. That way, when you are in the estate sale, it can be very overwhelming because obviously there's lots of stuff thrown in your face. Like there's, it's a lot. And It's kind of like, I don't know if you have the same experience I do when you were in high school and you would walk into the two-story Forever 21 (laughs) and your mom would be like, okay, you know, you have 50 bucks, go find a few things that you love. And then you just walk around in a trance for like three hours because there's so much to see that it's overwhelming and you don't even know where to start, you know? Estate sales can kind of feel like that sometimes for me in the sense that there's so much going on that you don't really know where to look. Every time you turn around and then you turn back, you see something new, you know? Um, So I definitely recommend taking your time. But at the same time, if you have an ongoing list on your phone in the notes app or something of things that you are actually needing and things that you're looking for, it can kind of make it a little bit easier to go through the estate sale and look for those specific things rather than just like looking at everything because it can get kind of overwhelming. And then the last thing to point out when it comes to estate sales is when you're looking at the listing, see if it specifies the payment options because a lot of estate sales that are ran by smaller local businesses, a lot of times it will be cash only. So it's kind of like a yard sale in the term, like, you know, where the people might take cash app or Venmo or something, but they might not. So it's a really smart idea. If you can't find out on the website, if they take card or cash only, then I highly suggest you can even call the number on there, like the number of the company um, to ask them. But if you can't find out, it's always safer, in my opinion, to stop and grab cash on your way and pay in cash because it really sucks getting up to the front of the line and you're like, okay, I have all this stuff. And then you go to pull out a card and they're like, oh, we don't take card. It's, you know, it sucks and it's awkward. (laughs) So definitely try to figure out what the payment options are beforehand. And if you cannot find out, just assume that it's cash only um, to save yourself any potential awkwardness or heartbreaks. And there you have it. That's how you shop at an estate sale. Um, Again, I love going on the last day of the sale because things are highly discounted so you can kind of see what's left and get a really, really good deal on a lot of things. 
But yeah, I hope that this encouraged you. I'm going to have the estatesales.net linked in the show notes of this episode. So just go click on that and search for ones in your area. Sometimes you have to be a little bit patient. There will be weeks that roll around where there's no estate sales that look appealing to me. And then like two or three weeks later, boom, there's one that looks amazing that I'm like, okay, cool. I literally want everything I see in the pictures. But I highly encourage you to check them out. It could be a great way to shop secondhand. It's usually even more affordable than shopping at thrift stores. And you can find such unique, amazing pieces. I hope that this episode helped you. Go find an estate sale. (laughs) I am rooting for you. I'm cheering you on. And if you find cool stuff at estate sales after listening to this episode... DM me on Instagram. I want to see your finds so I can like jump and scream and clap and dance around with you. So hit me up on Instagram. My username again is at unrooted mama. I'll link that in the show notes as well. So you can just like tell me over there, but please go to an estate sale this weekend and send me a picture of your finds because I want to see all of them. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Unrooted Mama podcast. And until next time.